Hello, I am jumping up and down ready with this second installment to get you from idea to product launch success. Today we're talking about the launch strategy and I've divided it into 10 steps and I'll give you a free checklist planner to download too. Quick intro, then we'll get into it. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every episode, I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching, or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing, and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Welcome back for part two of getting you from idea to product launch success. And today we'll be creating the actual product launch strategy. So if you haven't listened to part one or read the article, it makes sense to go through that first. It's super short. It's just 12 minutes where I cover four types of product launches, which you can use as a four stages that grow your launch muscles. The seed launches, internal launches, joint venture launches and evergreen launches. And whichever product launch strategy you choose, there's a process I want to share that's going to give you the very best opportunity for success in terms of getting great engagement with the offer, signups and sales. And I'd like to break that process into 10 steps so you can work on each one to line everything up without skipping any critical pieces of the formula. That's not because it's super complicated and requires a huge list of things to get done but it's a bit more work required than than three or five steps might imply. Giving you 10 steps helps break it down into manageable tasks that you can set time aside to get done. If you want the 10-step guide from this podcast, I'll be sharing the link towards the end of this episode that's going to help you take action and move through the steps. So let's get started with your first step. Step one is to identify your target audience. Right from the outset of your idea of the product you want to create and launch, the first step is to identify the target market and your ideal audience. Now, I bet you think, well, yes, of course, and I've done all that, but hold on a second. Let me explain why identifying your target audience is crucial for product launch success. Firstly, knowing your target audience helps you create a product that meets their specific needs and preferences. So you really want to dig deep. Second, identifying your target audience helps you tailor your marketing efforts to reach them more effectively. By understanding the pain points, desires and buying habits of your ideal customer, you can design a product that solves their problems and appeals to their specific interests. In practical terms, this means one, creating messaging that speaks to their values and motivations. Two, using the channels and platforms that they frequent, and three, creating content that addresses their pain points. Ultimately, for all these reasons, identifying your target audience and ideal customer is going to save you a bunch of wasted effort and increase the likelihood of success. By targeting a specific ideal customer, you can save time and money on marketing efforts that are not relevant to them. 
This means avoiding advertising channels and strategies that don't resonate with your audience and instead focusing on those that are more likely to generate conversions. Okay, so what needs to happen for you to identify your target audience in an effective way so that your product launch strategy can succeed? Well, there are four tasks that are really worthwhile spending time on. It's the solid foundations that you need. Firstly, you want to research your audience. Gather information about potential customers such as demographics, psychographics, and buying behaviors. Next, you'll want to define your ideal customer. Create a profile of your ideal customer avatar based on your research. The next step is to use customer feedback. Ask your existing customers what they like about your products and what they wish you would offer. And another way to do this is to conduct more formal research. So market research, analyze market trends, identify gaps in the market that your product could fill and ensure that your product is positioned effectively in that marketplace. Launching a product without knowing your target audience or being really vague about them is a recipe for failure. Unfortunately, it's what happens to a lot of people. By identifying your target ideal customer and creating a product that meets their specific needs, you increase the likelihood of success dramatically. Getting super specific and meeting your audience at the stage of problem awareness that they're at, and that's going to generate more revenue for your business each time you launch and promote the offer. How can you go about identifying your ideal customer? Isn't a hop, skip and a jump? You'll want to invest a fair amount of time in these important foundation tasks, which brings us to the second step in our product launch strategy. And that is to validate your product idea is a goer. So step two is validate your product's value proposition. Before you can build out your product offer, you need to research who is your best fit customer for this particular product you're launching and what's your unique selling point as a value proposition. First, you wanna gather key information. Aligning with your target audience involves gathering information about those potential customers, such as their demographics, that is, for example, their age, gender, income level, and their psychographics, that is, more around their values and attitudes, beliefs and preferences, and also their behaviours. Find out what you can, such as shopping habits, social media use. And second, you want to define your ideal customer. So based on your research, create a profile of your ideal customer avatar. This should include a description of their needs, pain points and desires, as you looked at earlier, as well as their buying habits and preferences. By defining your ideal customer, you'll have a better understanding of who you should be targeting with your product and marketing efforts and what's the messaging that you need that's really going to resonate with them specifically. A third area of work you can do is to use customer feedback. If you already have an existing customer base, use their feedback to refine your target audience's needs and preferences. Ask your customers what they like about your products and what they wish you would offer. Use this feedback to make your product more appealing to your target market. And finally, conduct some deeper market research. Before, you were looking at demographics and gaps and things like that. And here you want to do some focused market research that's going to help you validate your product market fit and give you some of the key language for your sales copy and messaging. 
Market research doesn't have to be intense or long-winded. It depends on how much you already know about your target customers. But importantly, talking to your target market helps you identify the best problem language that will speak to the issues your ideal customer is experiencing and make them feel heard and understood. By conducting a few interviews, you can test assumptions and your working theory. This way, you won't have any surprises down the road when you launch, and hopefully you won't hear crickets. That's the sound of no one engaging or buying. You don't want that. Armed with market research, you'll be better equipped to make sure your product is truly meeting people's needs and is positioned effectively in the marketplace at the appropriate price point. Part of this involves defining your value proposition and USP, that is your unique selling proposition, which positions your offer as relevant and compelling to your ideal customers and highlights the value in relation to your pricing. You want to analyze competitor products, research similar products in the market and identify what makes your product unique and desirable. You can use surveys, send surveys to your email list or social media followers to gather feedback on your product idea. I'm not talking about needing tens and tens and tens of survey results. You might find that after you get five or six back that you can see whether you're on the right track or whether there's a lot of stuff coming up. And either way, you need to refine your product idea and pricing based on the feedback. Use the feedback from your seed launch as well, or surveys, to refine and improve your product and your messaging. And this is a great time to conduct a seed launch where you offer your product to a small group of people at a low pilot or introductory price. In exchange for feedback and testimonials, you'll know when to be ready for a bigger launch. When people say yes and they part with money, you'll know that your product's got legs. So on to step three, that's to develop and test your product. Often you can pre-sell your product even before you've fully built it. Here's the process. First, you wanna create a minimum viable product. That means developing a prototype. That means developing a minimum course or program that delivers a viable result. And this is something you can test with your small pilot group of people. Another way is to create product features and benefits. Write a list with two columns, one for features and one for benefits, and look at how they solve your target audience's pain points. The next is to determine your pricing strategy. You want to decide a pricing structure that reflects the value of your product and aligns with your target audience's budget. Sometimes it works really well to have a tiered offer. So you have a low cost option, a midpoint option and a high price premium option. And the next thing then is to develop your branding and packaging. And that is something that you want to do that reflects your product's unique value proposition and appeals to your target audience so that it all comes together. Now, again, this is a really useful step when you're first seeding or piloting a new product. You're looking to create that minimum viable version of your product that you can refine and build out over time. Rapid prototyping is a really important way to test in three ways. First, you're testing that people want what you're offering, including the format and price point that you're offering it at. Second, you're testing that people have a great experience of your product when they work through it. And third, you're testing that people get the benefit or result you promise your product delivers. 
you'll also be able to gather lots of feedback and testimonials to feed back into your marketing for future launches. Creating a prototype of some kind is another important piece of foundation work. You don't want to spend time, energy and money to launch a product that flops. That can be super demotivating, obviously. And it's not because your product is a bad idea. It's just that you haven't got the angles quite right. What you're working towards is knowing that not only does the product appeal to your ideal target customers, it also that it delivers on the promise of your sales narrative. By creating a minimal viable product, you can test the idea fast and then build on it for a fuller launch down the line. So while you're doing all of that, you also want to be doing step four, not necessarily in sequence, but maybe in parallel. And that is to build your email list. Because if you don't have much of an email list right now, you can use a piece of product as a magnet to check that it appeals to your target market. The right audience will opt in and engage with your follow-up emails or with you directly. So you're going to want to do a few things here. First, you're going to create a lead magnet. You offer this free resource as an incentive to encourage people to sign up for your email list. It can be part of a launch, but it's also something you can do separate and in advance of the fuller launch. So in this respect, you're also going to want to optimize your website. You want to make sure that the website is optimized to capture leads and that the sign-up process is simple and streamlined. You can use social media to promote your lead magnet and email list on social media platforms to expand your reach. You can also partner with other businesses. Collaborate with other people who offer complementary things in your industry. And that means you can expand your email list through joint promotions and partnerships in the future. Even if you already have an email list and you're planning to do an internal launch, doing the prototyping in two phases using the lead magnet approach can help you build out a campaign for yourself later on and for bigger JV launches. And I talked a little bit about joint venture launches in part one. So you might want to go back and revisit that when you're at that stage. And of course, if your market research suggests your product is likely to be popular and your current clients are keen, you can do both simultaneously, which leads us to step five. Step five is where you create your marketing campaign. You know the phrase, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail? Well, that's how it is with a product launch strategy. Creating a marketing campaign to promote your product is an important part of any launch. Big or small, it helps to map out the structure and flow. You want to think about this as a journey for your potential customer and design it from their perspective. What's the thing they most need help with based on the stage of awareness that they have right now? What do they need next? And then what? and so forth. From there, you can create a launch plan. A launch plan sets out what pages, emails, and content needs to be developed. This is particularly useful if you're outsourcing some of those. What you're creating is essentially a launch plan that outlines the specific content and engagement that you want your target audience to go through, which ultimately leads them to your offer. You can use scarcity and urgency to create a little bit more drive for your launch by offering limited time promotions or special bonus deals. You can also explore opportunities to get your product offer in front of other people's audiences by getting partners involved 
and having them send people through your marketing campaign. But you're going to want to know that it converts probably before you do that. They may wish to add in their own bonuses to incentivize people to sign up. And of course, you'll want to offer them a reward, either a commission on sales or prizes or both. Some of these partners may be influencers, so you should consider influencer marketing. Partnering with influencers in your industry to promote your pre-launch content and generate more buzz. And related to this is affiliate marketing. You might consider partnering with affiliates to promote your product in exchange for a commission on sales. And that takes us to step number six, which is preparing your promotional launch content. Your promotional launch content, or PLC, is the breadcrumb trail you set out for your target customers. Each piece is a great opportunity to challenge some of their thinking and showcases your authority as an expert. Oftentimes our messaging is misaligned with where someone is in the customer awareness journey, as I've mentioned earlier, and we don't realize it. For example, you won't be successful trying to sell water to people who don't yet see they have a dehydration problem. They're walking around with a headache and are only symptom aware, not problem aware. This means they misdiagnose the cause of their problem and think that a pain pill is a solution. But if they drank more water, the headache can go away on its own. And of course, if they kept themselves properly hydrated in the first place, they'd avoid that kind of headache in the future. A successful product launch strategy will take a person through an education of what they need to know, understand and believe to see that your product is what they need. But at the outset, they're likely looking for something else. Their worldview is that if you have a headache, you take a paracetamol or a Tylenol. I like to think of PLC as TLC for your launch participants. You want to take tender loving care of them and share it in the form of a story that starts with where they're currently at with a headache and takes them where they'll get a solution. Drink more water, not pop a pill. Joining up the PLC pieces over an email sequence and hosting a webinar is going to help shorten the customer journey from hearing about you to buying from you. If you can blend in stories or case studies, so much the better. They really help people get to know, like, and trust you. Here's some tips for organizing and creating your PLC pieces. I like to develop a content calendar where I can plan out the pre-launch content to ensure that it aligns with the launch date and product messaging. You then create teaser content, which generates buzz for your product offer and highlights the benefit of the problems that it solves. You want to use multiple content formats. Your audience may tune in in different ways. So create a mix of content formats such as videos, blog posts, social media posts, and emails to reach your target audience on multiple platforms. For your social posts, take some time to find engaging images and create intriguing headlines that will draw people's attention. Create an outline first for the overall sequence of emails to get clear on the purpose of each one in the series. These are some of the things that I work with with my private clients because they're the glue that joins all the content together and leads people to the appropriate call to action at each stage of the product launch strategy and marketing campaign. 
Once you know your lead magnet converts and your product delivers great results, you can add more pieces into your product launch strategy. So you can start really simple with a seed launch with just a few pieces and a few emails. Step seven is to launch your product. Launching means kicking off your product launch strategy by running the marketing campaign you build in steps five and six. You can have a low, medium or high intensity launch. For a low intensity launch, it's going to run over maybe just a few days. Like for a seed launch or an internal launch, your product launch strategy is a very simple campaign. Perhaps one lead magnet, a few emails and your sales page. You're going to want to decide on your launch date and work backwards from there. Based on the steps above and intensity of your marketing campaign, work out how long it will take you to get the launch PLC pieces ready and set a date to go live. You can ramp up your launch in another launch after this, where you increase the success of a launch by building out a campaign with more than one lead magnet and maybe a longer sequence of emails. So for a high intensity launch involving partners, for example, you're going to want to have more content pieces, more emails, and you're going to blend in a conversion event like a webinar or workshop or boot camp. It's likely to run over two to three weeks. And this ensures that anyone who isn't really in your warm market yet is able to go on a journey with you and really get to know you like you trust you. That's the point of the whole campaign. Once you know that your marketing campaign works, you can use paid advertising to ramp up your email list building. This means that you can end up with target advertising that reaches more of your audience and generate more sales. It's best to launch your product using the simple campaign to a warm market first before embarking on a full-blown multifaceted campaign or paid advertising. And you want to do it first before having others promote it, because if the offer doesn't land well, you'll have a little bit of egg on your face. Once you know there's a good product market fit, you can really accelerate the success of a launch by building out a campaign with lots more moving parts. And it's a great way to give a whole lot of value so people can see the quality and usefulness of your material. Having a full PLC-driven campaign will increase how many new people you get on your list in any given launch, especially if you're using joint venture partners and having their subscribers become your subscribers too. So now we're on to step eight, and that is to follow up with customers. Following up with customers who buy your product, program or service means ensuring they're properly onboarded and have a great experience getting started with you. You want to provide exceptional customer service, delight your customers. So while things like responding promptly to inquiries and issues is a, a basic good customer service requirement, you want to think about ways to go beyond that. You'll also want to gather customer feedback of those that have bought your product with key questions, asking about their entire end-to-end -end experience from initial contact to buyer. Following up with customers is also a great opportunity to upsell and cross-sell 
by offering additional products or services that complement your initial product and increase customer lifetime value, as well as serving them in deeper ways. You can also think about creating a loyalty program, which incentivizes repeat purchases and rewards customer loyalty. Step nine is to analyze your results. What you wanna do is evaluate what worked and what didn't work in your campaign and in the delivery of your product. Ways that you can do this. Number one, track key metrics. Things like sales, conversion rates, customer engagement, they're all great ways to analyze the success of your launch. You want to analyze customer feedback, identifying the areas for improvement and opportunities for growth. You want to evaluate the success of each aspect of your launch, including onboarding, and identify what worked and what needs improvement. You want to make sure you're really using your data to inform future launches. We always keep a do differently column in our marketing sheet so that we can use the data gathered from the launch to inform future launches and marketing strategies. And now we're in the home straight, step 10. Step 10 is pretty straightforward because it's all about refining your product and marketing strategy. So you've done the launch, everything's gone according to plan, hopefully, and you've learned a huge amount about what's really resonating with your audience and converting into sales. So now it's time to refine the product and the marketing messages and the campaign based on feedback, experience and conversions. You'll also know internally what went really well in terms of your systems and how everything worked. Your launches should do better each time, in theory. But the risk landscape and market environment that you're launching into is not static. So it pays every time to test assumptions and pivot at the earliest opportunity, even if it's mid-launch. So again, you're going to use customer feedback, use it to refine and improve your product. You're going to experiment with marketing tactics, test new strategies to see what works best for your target audience. Make sure you stay up to date with market trends. Stay informed about any changes that may impact your product and marketing strategy. And finally, you'll want to stay connected with your target audience. You want to continue to engage with them through email marketing, social media, and other channels to maintain relationships and gather feedback. So those are the 10 steps. Let me go through now just a few final thoughts and talk about your first next step. Launching a new product can be challenging and daunting as a process, but it can also be incredibly rewarding and exhilarating. Overall, creating, promoting and launching a new product takes a lot of effort and planning. But following these 10 steps can help ensure that your launch is successful and sets your business up for long-term growth and success. By way of a quick recap on the 10 steps, I've created a checklist with all of the steps and subtasks that we've talked about in this episode. So my aim is that this is really going to help you to work through the process for yourself. To get it, just hop over to my Academy website and you'll find it in the free stuff section. The exact link I'll put in the show notes for you. And there'll be a link in the article version of this episode. 
And in that free stuff page, you'll also find lots of other goodies as well. So maybe there's something else in there that um, pings your interest that helps with strategic marketing for business growth. Identifying your target audience is the crucial first step for launching a successful product. And I know it's something that people really struggle with, even if you've been in business for quite a long time. By doing your research, defining your ideal customer, using customer feedback and conducting market research, you'll define your unique value proposition for selling your product much, much more easily. Those who skip these critical foundation steps are going to struggle to create a product that meets the needs of your target audience and is positioned effectively in the market. So there's a bonus step, and that's to repeat the process. When you launch new products, you're going to continue to develop your launch process. Use what you've learned from these initial launches to improve future launches and grow your business. And make sure you stay adaptable and be willing to adapt to changes in the market and adjust your strategies accordingly. And no matter what happens, stay passionate. Remain passionate about your business and products to inspire others and maintain momentum. By following the steps we've outlined, you can create a solid plan for your product launch and set yourself up for success. Remember to stay focused, stay organized, and stay connected with your target audience throughout the process. It's important to remember that not every launch will be a massive success, but that's okay. Failure is an opportunity to learn and grow and to make your next launch even better. Maybe you don't quite make your targets, or maybe something happens in the middle of the launch that means you have to abandon it. Don't be discouraged if your first launch doesn't go as planned. It happens to the best of them. Use what you learned to make your next launch even stronger. So that's it for today. I wanted to urge you to take action with these final words. Take the first step. The initial thing that you might need help with when it comes to launching a new product is likely identifying your target audience. As I was saying, it can be challenging to determine who your product's for. Sounds crazy, but we often spin around on this. I know with my clients that they also really struggle with articulating their value of the product to your target customer as a buyer and how to reach them effectively is another area. Conducting market research, analyzing customer data, developing buyer personas can all help in this process. And that's something that I help a lot of people with. So go through the first three steps so you're clear on your product offer and how it fits your ideal target audience. From there, building out the rest will flow much, much more freely. Finally, remember, and you all know this for sure, building a successful business takes time and effort, but with hard work and determination and the right support, you can achieve your goals and create something truly amazing. Good luck and happy launching. Ciao, ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. 
And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.